Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Ha ha! Ha ha! Ha ha! Let us swashbuckle! Ha ha! Listen. <laughs> All right, Listen, weird it's, energy. It's hey, early. <laughs> I've slept for about three hours in the past yeah. 48. It is not early. <laughs> It's early for me. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. I get it. When when uh, you, when you wake up at like six a.m., the entire rest of the day is early. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Hello. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Hell of a Boss. Hell of a Boss. <laughs> that's the only way to say it. Guys, do you feel that? All right. Don't panic, Moxie. Elevator 666, departing for lust. Oh, Blitzy! Shut the fuck up! We hey. watched selected episodes of Hell of a Boss. We did not watch yeah. the entire thing. Because we're down with the kids. Mm-hmm. Is that what this is? Is this the kids? All right, well, let's... So, <laughs> I think, right? This feels like the kids? No idea. So, for starters, uh, hey, happy 12th birthday, Scrappy. Hope this makes you a happy, scrappy hero kid from your irresponsible, irresponsibly permissive dad. Uh, that's all. That's all I have written here. I hope you know who you are, man. Uh, this scrappy. I don't know if you're an animal. I assume you're a child, like a human. Oh, uh, happy twelfth well, birthday. Well, I mean, sure, yeah, happy twelfth birthday. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you I this can't. right up front, scrappy. This is not. We're not gonna. We're not altering any any part of of what we say because a twelve year old might be listening. Of course not. Apparently, a twelve year old has been listening. Right. Apparently, this whole this, time this was a twelve year old child's birthday wish. Yeah, that's fucked up. So the, yeah, ex- exactly. You don't you don't yeah. just make that by chance. That means you've no, been yeah. listening. Yeah. So happy birthday. Hope it's enjoyable before you are taken away by child protective services. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we could be used in courtroom in a court in court. I feel like we are. We, we will eventually be submitted as evidence in some way. I hope so. Yeah. Something Uh, we've, something we've gotten our horrible fingerprints on. Yeah. Uh, will be used to send somebody to the gas chamber. (laughs) Oh God. Hopefully. (laughs) Um, yeah, this is a YouTube series. Uh Um, it has a lot, it had like Norman Reedus and, um, it's got Mara Wilson did a guest voice. It's like a big YouTube series um, called Hell of a Boss. Mm-hmm. We watched episode one and we watched episode four, Cherub. Um, and it is essentially like a... I, I, so I don't think this is for kids, Tom. I think this is like for goths, goth teenagers, yeah, yeah, it's, right? It's, it's for like teens, I think. It's, it's Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, like, that's what it reminded me of. Very much so, yeah. It, to the, uh, it even has uh, Richard Stephen Horvath in it as Moxie, and he voiced Zim. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 
this is a so it's a YouTube show, I believe. God, I'm old. Yeah. Uh, and and it's um about like basically like a hitman in hell who runs an assassination company in hell and various demons people who have died uh i should say show up and they have hits against people in the the living world basically they want to drag people to hell with them that is the impression i got from watching these two episodes essentially yeah they it's a bunch of demons in hell that run a revenge service so people who it's normally in the first episode it is uh, well i mean in the first episode some school teacher who catches her husband cheating murders them both and goes to hell and then she's in hell as like you know a a tormented spirit or whatever and hires them and they make it seem like that's unusual like they one of the characters says so we usually don't you know don't work for like demons like there's normally people who hire us but sure um and then in the second episode we watched it was also a demon that hired them so i don't know right if they maybe yeah i don't know if they normally are they make it seem like they normally take it's like for people who pray to to the devil for revenge basically and they exact revenge for them that's right what the first episode makes it seem like the gig is but who can say i've only seen two of these so i've only seen two yes we've only seen two they're pretty short there's um apparently there's only like eight there's a um there's like I don't know if it's a spin-off or a, by there's something by these animators um called Hasbin Hotel that looks like it's similar and it, apparently A24 picked it up uh as a TV show. Hmm. So that's kind of wild. It 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 did it like t- but it picked it up like 2 years ago, so maybe it's already out. I I'm I'm just learning what this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and that's what that's why I feel old cuz I'm like not old. Old's the wrong word for it. It's it's kind of amazing how like like you click on the link for this and it's got like thirty million people watching and it's like who are these people? Why haven't I heard of this? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's just wild how splintered the internet has become. So that like an animated show because this is like professionally animated. Oh yeah, that's one thing I really wanted to talk about is the uh, the animation in this is very good. Yeah, this is like a TV show. Yeah. And it's on YouTube, and it's just again, it's it's wild to think about. Like, like I remember watching like Strong Bad and thinking like, wow, I can't believe they pulled this off. Uh, and then you watch this, and you're like, this is just TV. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube, there's something I don't know weird about that, but not weird. I guess that's why I feel old because this this feels very new to me to see a professionally animated thing on YouTube like this. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what I don't know what any of this means. I don't know what any mm-hmm. of this means. But um, uh, how did you like? I mean, this this is obviously not quite for us. No. Uh, how did you like Hell of a Boss? Um, I really loved the animation. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um I really loved the animation too. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind the show itself. I actually thought I thought the the concept was really good. Uh, for a show like a hell private detective i do wish it was more than um assassinations i thought it was going to be more creative than that does that yeah, make sense yeah that's my like, ma- i thought it was going to be like possession yeah or like some sort of like complicated demonic like that's that is where i think this really falters because i love the idea of like a demonic horror movie from the point of view of the demons, right? Yeah. And for the demon, it's just a job. Yeah. It's just a gig. Mm-hmm. 
But I was disappointed when in the first episode they go up and they're literally just going to shoot the person. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah, it's... uh, I, that that the 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 premise the way you described it is more interesting than anything this show does. Like this show feels you mentioned Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. It feels 20 years old. Like this idea is such a early 2000s edge lord idea of edgy and like all yeah, the all the humor kind of- is kind of along those lines too where it's all very very dated edge lord humor. And it's like, you know, I laughed a couple of times, but overall, it was just like, it just felt incredibly derivative to me. Like, it's like, okay, I've seen this a lot over the past two decades, and this is an incredibly well, it's gorgeous. It's such a well-animated cartoon, and all the character designs are cool, and it just looks great, but the show itself, I did not like. (laughs) That's interesting, um, because... I didn't I didn't hate this show. I I get what you're saying about the tone, but it did feel oddly modern to me too, and I think it's because um it's a lot more like uh progressive in stuff like its representation and uh the jokes like you're right, the the jokes I would say are like like they're they're somewhat juvenile uh in the humor i mean a lot of the jokes are just people screaming weird obscenities at each other oh yeah that's like 90 percent of the jokes yeah i guess it was more like nostalgic to me uh like that realization that this still kind of exists Mm -hmm. um yeah it was like it's kind of neat yeah (laughs) it's got like a happy tree friends vibe from it and some yeah 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 yeah. happy tree friends holy shit yeah totally forgot about happy tree friends yeah um yeah 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 yeah. that's what it is and that wasn't always my cup of tea i really enjoyed the um johnny the homicidal maniac uh comics which i suspect are extremely edgelordy i haven't gone back oh, and read yeah. those there's a couple of there's some stuff in that you're just like oof but you know yeah. it's a it's a 25 year old comic right and it's and it's also for a certain age group i guess mm-hmm. uh but yeah, this yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, I I guess it didn't rub me the wrong way like it did you. Um, I didn't find it again. It it didn't feel like it was for me. Um, I laughed sure, maybe uh, once. It yeah. sounds like I laughed less than you. Yeah, uh, I like it, it's. I don't. I can't like. I don't. I didn't feel like this wasn't for me. Like I was very oh, okay. much into this cartoon. This this cartoon. This tone. This cynical edge lord kind of behavior the johnny the homicidal maniac happy tree friends kind of thing um i was into that stuff 20 years ago you know okay like this is like my vibe i just don't think it's done particularly well outside of the animation that's interesting yeah i i actually wasn't into happy tree friends because i thought happy tree friends was too much like a blunt instrument it was too like oh i get it you know like you had like, to, the, like yeah. you sort of i got the joke immediately for and then sure. it was like for sure right, you, I'm done. There, you had to kind of with happy tree friends at least the way i watched it you had to kind of look for the real the real great moments of of inspiration like my my favorite thing in happy tree friends was this character named handy hmm who was this handyman squirrel who didn't have hands and they would no. always show him having built this complicated thing but you never saw him actually build it and That's then cute. when uh he had when it called on he kept 
there was this recurring joke of him having to do some like build something in a hurry or and he would always just try and, and fail and be like because he doesn't have hands it was stupid shit like that that really stuck right. out to me it's oh, like yeah, you in the, in the midst shit. of what the overall gag of happy tree friends is where it's you know it's just happy kids cartoons that get maimed in some horrible way they had this weird through line joke with the squirrel with no hands <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty delightful, yeah. I mean, it's 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 not super complex or anything, but I mean, no, I mean, I liked Strong Bad. I I you know I came yeah, up with str- uh, the Strong Bad and uh, Strong str- Bad is not uh, particularly complex either. No, but I think um, I think Strong Bad was more clever than Happy Tree Friends for sure. But uh, yeah, but I, it's missing like that. Like it feels too. M- this cartoon doesn't do anything to to stand out for me. As, again, aside from how it really looks incredible like the i can't say enough good things about the animation um but it doesn't do really anything outside of that like all the jokes are very just screaming like i said screaming weird obscenities like trying to add it's very like will ferrell uh in that way you know where it's like that apatow style of improv where it's you just try to say the weirdest most convoluted uh, uh uh combination of swear words um, right. Like that's what the, that it's that kind of humor in this. Yeah, I mean, it, there wasn't. I'm I'm trying to think if there was any like clever jokes, and I can't really think of any right now. It's very much just shock, uh, shock humor, right? Yeah, there were a couple of quick lines, um, which of, again is something that I liked as a kid. Though that's the other thing is that I get it. Yeah, like. That's why I guess I was saying it's not really for me, um, but that doesn't mean, like, I see why this exists. You know what I mean? Like, I see the appeal of this. Um, The same way I see the appeal of something like, I don't know, Family Guy, which I grew out of very quickly. Oh, yeah. You know? And so, like, and and I wouldn't say the humor here and the humor in Fit. I would say the humor in Family Guy is a lot more cruel uh, than the humor here. And it's like, uh like it's nice to see the that style done in a way that I, I like in this i don't consider particularly cruel if that makes sense it's or at I, least, I, well i see what you i I see what you mean in that this this hell of a boss isn't <clears throat> corrosive or racist or anything like that with its humor but i wouldn't say it's not cruel yeah that's fair it is it is um, an extremely cynical cartoon Oh, yeah. We should go through the plots. Um, sure. So we watched two episodes. Um, the first one, yeah, it was, it's a pilot. Starts with good old MS and murder-suicide. Yeah. Um, solid, solid MS. A solid MS. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the demon goes to hell and is like, she, the, the, she caught her husband sleeping with another woman and the woman survived. And so she wants the demons to kill her as well. And then they, um, let's see, the, the, meanwhile, the woman who was killed becomes like very famous because of her tragedy. And oh, she uh, survived. She survives. Yeah. yeah. And she gets like a talk show and now she has a, 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 a kids and a husband. And the reveal is that they're all very like sadistic, I guess. And that's pretty much the episode, right? Is them well, dealing with the, that? They do a Texas Chainsaw Yeah, I was about to say, the reveal is that they're the Texas Chainsaw family. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it was very weird. That was really and out that, of nowhere. It was like, it was like, that was another thing that immediately rubbed me the wrong way. It's like, oh, you, you didn't even have the balls to not chicken out on this premise. 
You know what I what mean? What do you mean? I mean, like the premise is is that they're demons who go to the earth to exact revenge on people, right? And there's a whole scene where like the boss is is has to convince the one character Moxie, who's like not comfortable. He's like, "Well, do we do we really need to to shoot children?" And he's like, "Well, don't worry about it, man. We're we're demons. We're getting hired to do it." So when they go back up to uh, kill this woman, and she's like at dinner with her family and everything and he's having a problem with it and he's like yeah just do it it does we're just we're just killing this mom so they oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they made they, they, they made the family the, evil they made the family they, evil so that it was okay for them to be killed is what i'm yeah, saying they give, and they give them an, an out and they do it they in the second episode we watched too so it's like oh okay so you're you're this super edgelord premise but you don't have the balls to actually do the premise got it like that really rubbed me the wrong way I see what you mean, where it's that you kind of want to, they're, they're supposed to be evil. Right. So you want to see them doing evil things to good people. Well, and it, it, yeah, and it, I, up I, until I, that point, too, it has this very devil may care, even pun, pun not intended, but also intended. Uh, it's so like eh. gleefully cynical about death and violence and how like, it, you know, it's everything is bullshit and everything. But when it actually comes to like, having its main characters do the thing that they've been telling us that they were going to do. It's like, well, we have to make the family evil or else they won't be the good guys anymore. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right. And the second one is similar where it's um, like a greedy billionaire um, that the idea is And they don't even kill him. The cherubs kill him. Yeah. There's a, so the cherubs are like the heaven version of them more Mm -hmm. or less. Yeah. They kind of show up to like convince people to live. And they're trying to convince a greedy like billionaire to live that they're go- that's he's going to off himself and they're there to kill him. So they're delighted by that. And it's like this good versus evil battle where they're trying to tell him all the good things about uh, the Being world. Alive, the cherubs yeah. are. Yeah. And the demons are showing the bad things. And then, yeah, you're right. At the end, they kind of battle each other and the billionaire gets killed. Uh, by the cherubs, which actually, I mean, plot-wise, that made sense to me of like, well, what do you do with this plot? You know, um, you have them get accidentally killed, right? And it made sense for the cherubs to do it. But you're right that in both of these episodes, they let them off the hook. They let the demons off the hook, yeah. And it's... Yeah, and I think think it's even more so in the first episode, because I, I do think... It's yeah, it, right. I, I, it's more. It it work. It kind of works in with the storyline that they're telling, which is also sort of like a self-serving storyline where it's they want to tell this story about how everything's bullshit and it's you know so cynical. But then when it you know when it comes time to actually deliver, it's like, well, we're gonna have the cherubs accidentally kill the guy anyway. But anyway, it, it it's it it does work more with that story in that second episode. But in the first episode, it's really out of the blue that this family's just all of a sudden the Texas Chainsaw family. Right. Well, especially if because yeah, the 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 idea is one one of the characters is like, yeah, I don't want to kill innocent people. Mm-hmm. That's their arc. And then the and then the second one is like, yeah, you. I mean, you have to. It's the job. And then I guess the the moral that they're 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 saying and it's you know again this is very johnny the homicidal homicidal maniac is like no one's innocent uh they're all they're all bad um but they do it in a very over the top way Mm -hmm. and i do think it is better for the character if it was like that they have to uh reconcile with that right well and it's it's better for the character it's better for the tone of the show too because it's like i don't believe like i don't it it just all feels like uh, a performance now. You know, I don't know. It's it's hard to 
I'm I'm not quite landing on the words, but it's like it's undermining itself by doing that. So it's like talking this big game about how ev- nobody's innocent, ev- everything's bullshit, uh, life is meaningless. It's it's a really uh, glorifying death. Um, but then when it comes time to actually be the 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 dispatchers of it, I guess it, they just pull back. I don't know. It's it's like it's like talking a big game and then crumbling when it's actually time to perform is what it felt like to me Mm -hmm. it's like okay so it's like you just you just feel i don't (laughs) i'm really struggling to find the the right word for it but it's it well it takes it it sort of takes away the teeth right it's like it's this thing that's just so so like oh i'm so edgy and hardcore but then it's like when it comes time to do the actually edgy and hardcore thing you don't do it yeah, I mean, they. I really liked how they presented the family. Like you said, the animation's really gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I liked. It's okay. So, I, I feel like what I'm the 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 like the conflict I'm hitting mm-hmm. is that without it, the animation like without that turn, it's harder to have like a structured plot, if that makes sense. Which is that. You need something to happen for the third act, right? Mm-hmm. And so you need some sort of like surprise. And so the idea is demons go like the 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 broad stroke uh plot of like demons show up, mm-hmm. right? And they're gonna quote unquote haunt these people. Again, I the the biggest thing that rubbed me the wrong way was that they're just assassinating them. I thought that was like Mm. Like there was so much more creative things you could do there. Yeah, they're demons. Um, like, why don't we do some possessions or some fun stuff? Yeah, they literally they literally take out guns, yeah. and it's like, ah, oh, come on. Like, yeah, do some possession shit. Do something fun with that. But the the broad strokes of like, and I feel like this has been done in things. Um, this is basically the plot of like, don't breathe, which is like, yeah, you go to victimize someone at their house. And they turn out to be even more hardcore than you. Yeah, but that's like an act two twist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is yeah. that that's that's a very natural plot progression for this episode. Yeah, which is that you you have your protagonists and you have to give them something to um, struggle with, right? Right. And so yeah. like and so like from that perspective, I get why they did it. But what you're pointing out is that. Is that like, yeah, it sort of needed to follow up on that. And I wouldn't have minded a version of this where it's like, there's just like, they're just fighting like a priest. You know what I mean? Like, it's straight up like we're just rooting for <laughs> demonic forces. Because mm-hmm. what what's happening is it's like this idea of like, oh, we're evil, but we're not that evil. You know, right. like it's that's like- the idea. And it's like you're kind of defanging exactly. the original characters by creating more evil people it's like i thought they're they're right, demons you're, you're, they should be the most evil you're torpedoing the premise like it's it's like if everybody tony soprano killed deserved it you know or like right or if everybody tony soprano killed was scarier than him right like, like uh, it, it, it's it's that that is what i think you're you're yeah it's circling have you, here have you seen have you watched the show you no you know the premise no, is it about a, uh, it's about a, a mother lamb? No, uh, no, it's not. It's it's about a stalker, and it's okay. told from his point of view, and okay. that like that's the way. If you're gonna do that premise, that's the way you do. It. Like it doesn't chicken out. 
You know, it doesn't like pull back and make him a good person. It doesn't like have a reveal where like, oh, this person he's stalking or the the forces that are against him are actually more evil. It just has you from his point of view so that you're almost rooting for this horrible man as you watch this show. Like that's how you do that premise without chickening out. Well, if you're gonna okay. do it, you know what I mean. So here's a yeah, here's a thought on that because um. Now I'm curious about what the fundamental, because we've only watched two episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, I, now I'm wondering what the fundamental point of the show is, because what if the premise, um, because it, what we haven't mentioned uh, is that, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, is that the, they, they, the family that they're killing that ends up being Texas Chainsaw seems like they're like religious, right? Like they have that like, we're hunters we're 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 like middle america folk mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i'm wondering if the premise here is that the rules of like fundamental christianity makes it that the hellbound people are actually more uh moral you know what i mean where it's like if you like if, if you if you like if it's according to like uh, hardcore religious people who's going to hell it's like well hell sounds like it's filled with perfectly fine people so is the idea that these demons ultimately aren't actually that bad like is that the point that these demons aren't actually that evil because they depict the cherubs as being kind of lightly sinister a little bit yeah like shitty yeah shitty um like kind of holier than thou so is that maybe the premise they're going for and maybe we just kind of wanted it to be you know them to embrace the demonic aspects i don't know it's i mean we watched the pilot and we watched a a middle episode so yeah i mean i don't don't get that impression from it if you don't establish either like the thing they establish in that pilot and in the episode (laughs) four is like these are the demons and they're they're bad they're killing people right uh, for for uh, for for evil folks who have hired them to exact revenge, right? Yeah. So I yeah, if that is in here, I didn't really get it from this. Um, Not from what we watched, no. No, because then it's like, okay, well, let's do anti-hero, and then it's like, how far are we able to take that? You know, while making them watchable characters. Yeah, and like, there's certainly. There's certainly ways they can do that. They yeah. don't make they be, they don't make the main characters good as much as they make the other people worse. Yeah, right. Exactly. And that's yeah. to me that's another way of chickening out. Like if you're gonna do this premise, don't just have it be everything else around them is worse. Right. It's tough because the people the marks are supposed to be hellbound, so they're supposed to be bad people. But like they do stuff like, for example. The rich guy in the cherub episode, they're like surprised he came to hell at the end. Did you notice that? Yeah. And that was weird to me because they don't, they don't, if they're going to do that, you have to frame the character as like a good person. No. And they spent the whole episode doing the opposite of that. Like he's a bad guy. Yeah. They tested their, their machines on their machines on poor people and he keeps there the cherubs like you can give your money to you could solve so many world problems you give away your fortune you could build schools and hospitals like why the fuck would i want to do that (laughs) he's trying to hang himself right um it's a yeah and the lesson he learns is that 
oh, I can still, I'm, I may be old, but I still have all this money I can spend on things. Like, that's his revelation. So, like, of course he's going to hell. Also, so the plot of that one um, was that, and I mean, look, it's a cartoon, so this, this isn't a big gripe, uh, is that they used a de-aging machine and accidentally aged themselves, mm-hmm. and one of them died. Yeah. And the other one gets all the fame, but he's depressed because he's old. Why doesn't he just use the de-aging machine? It's an excellent question, invented? Dave. We just never talk about that machine again after yeah. that scene. I mean, uh, whatever. But like that—that—that that, that was like, what? What's going on here? It was really you, strange. You, had, yeah. you invented a de-aging machine. The whole point is right because right, the... you put it on the wrong setting. I... So put it on the right setting and get back in that yeah. puppy. What are you doing? Yeah, that's the. I would not normally have flagged that, but the fact that the episode begins with the super complicated idea that they were business partners who accidentally aged themselves too far with this aging machine they built, and then this one guy died of a heart attack because he aged too much in the machine, but his partner survived. Why not just have them both be old already? Like, why right. have it be a machine? Like, if you do the extra mile of this convoluted aging machine, then, like, I, I'm going to notice that and I'm going to notice well, when the guy doesn't get back into the machine to make himself young again. You know what I mean? That's like, that's not me being an asshole. No, 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 no. Because, well, rules of like I was talking about structure earlier. Rules of structure is that aging machine comes back yeah, in some way because you don't you don't spend like uh, uh, several minutes explaining this machine without like, you know, it meaning something. Yeah. Yeah. That is very weird that mm-hmm. they did that because mm-hmm. they literally just could have been old inventors. They could have just been old already. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck was Why that? Why weren't they just old already? Yeah, I don't know. That's very strange. Dave, I think this is very badly written. Eh, I mean, yeah, but like, again, I, I guess what it is, is that it's, let me, I'm looking at who made it. I don't know these people. They're YouTubers. Yeah, I, I, I looked up some of the creatives and I don't recognize them. But again, I can't say enough good things about the animation. It looks incredible. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. The character designs are awesome. The animation is, is great. I guess it's, what it yeah. is is that like stuff like plot consistency um, is like I, I don't I don't give a shit. It's it's a it's an animated comedy that seems to be aimed at teenagers. It's like it's like it's like talking about the inconsistencies of strong bad it's just like ah they're not it doesn't matter for that right like that's not the purpose of this show in my mind the purpose of this show is something that teens or 20 year olds uh put on Mm -hmm. and laugh about right and they just enjoy their lives (laughs) yeah so that's why i guess it's so weird to like do a podcast in general trying to like uh, uh, break it apart and criticize it because ultimately in my head it's like you know well you either like it or you don't and mm-hmm. if you don't you just don't watch it you know what i mean like yeah. and that's that's sort of where i land on this stuff um it's just like it's a specific style of humor that it doesn't sound like it's for either of us no um it definitely gives me like yeah very nostalgic feelings towards um it's the show is like a teenager with a mohawk 
Yeah, it's basically well, it's some, like a goth. somebody. It's for goths. Yeah, it's it's a teenager with a with a green mohawk. This is a show that really wants you to think it's hardcore and cynical and edgy, but it's really not. What's wait? Why isn't a, a mohawk edgy? Uh, it's a performative mohawk, Dave. Not not all. Okay, I'm I'm talking about suburban teenager with a mohawk. Maybe I don't okay. know how many how many qualifiers <laughs> I need to put on that. <laughs> But you you understand it's, it's I mean this Mohawks is, aren't edgy. <laughs> this is this this show is very hot topic. Yes, hot topic. Well, there one of the characters is I mean, it's a hellhound, but boy is that a furry. One of the characters is just a furry, yeah. Yeah. No, then I guess this is what I mean is that what gave me I mean she looks cool. <laughs> so that's yeah, a cool yeah, ass yeah. character design. I, Nothing what, against what furries. I, it's just what I liked it, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Is that watching that, seeing like a character who's like clearly there to appeal to furries, yeah. that this feels like it's for goths. Um, it made me realize that like it's nice that there's well produced, well made stuff aimed for this demographic. I think it's more uh, than goths though, because this these uh, these have monster views on YouTube. It's yeah. not just appealing to goths. They're everywhere. Like Tom. a lot of people like this. There's a lot of goths out there. I don't there. think there's that many. <laughs> but there's a lot. They're but, strong uh, in numbers. Yeah, I just I wanted to clarify real quick. I'm not the what gave me pause at the inclusion of, of the Hellhound character was not that it's it's just a, a furry, it's just the fact that it's there's no other character like her. So she really sticks out. It's like, oh, did we just include this just because of that? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel yeah, like I didn't kinda. make that any worse. I feel like I just made that worse. <laughs> no, I mean, th- but that's that was the stuff that I There's liked. There's no other humanoid animal like... is is in that first episode. Is is oh, so, yeah. so she really jumps out at you the first time you see her. It's like, wait a minute. Is this right? Uh, yeah. So I didn't know if there was going to be more, and there's not really. There's not. Well, there's a goat person in the second. One of the cherubs is like a lamb. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just digging myself <laughs> into a hole right now. <laughs> Did not mean to see any, say anything mean about furries. I know they're everywhere, Tom. Yeah. They're powerful. It's just she like sticks goths. out because she's the only humanoid animal. I don't think I don't think we we're trying to say anything bad about goths or, fur, or furries. Mainly because like I those are people. Those are like our people. Yeah, uh, very uh, my, very my, adjacent my... to goths and furries. My entire life. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I hung out. That's the thing is I hung out with a lot of goths, which is why I like it's kind of the same as theater kids where it like. I'll say mean things about them, but it's because I was surrounded well, by theater them. Theater Kids is a big umbrella, Dave. Yeah, and it includes and goths includes you and, and I. <laughs> I. I was a techie, Tom. Right, I was but a you know, you know. I mean, I went to a performance arts school. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean that's what I'm. That's the the whole critique on this show is that I basically this is a show that when I was in my twenties. I, I hung out, so the only nightclub in my town, first of all, we had a nightclub, so that's cool. That is pretty sweet, uh, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was, it had, um, it was a gay club, um, but it wasn't really because it was the only nightclub, so it was everybody. It had, uh, like, every Wednesday or Friday, something, there was a drag show that was amazing. They had a goth night, a specific goth night, mm-hmm. where they'd be blasting, like, typo negative and shit. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had an under eight, they had a, or 18 plus goth night, so it was filled with, like, you know, 30-year-old perverts and and us. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, you know the type. They, they got trench coats, their name is Caleb. 
uh, and they're they they shouldn't just they should not be approaching the people they're approaching. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a lot of onks they're, they're smoking, in that crowd. A lot of onks. Yes, smoking cloves. Oh the yeah, point is, it's is just a, a perpetual just cloud of clove cigarette cloves, smoke. Clove cigarettes, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was <laughs> it glorious. Looks like Zion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. It looks like fucking Zion in there. Um, and so, like, uh, yeah, we'd hang out, and then someone would drive us to someone's shitty apartment, and we'd like hang out and watch, like, you know, what is it, The Hunger with David Bowie? Uh, you know, goth shit. I was more of a punk, but I was surrounded by these. Goths. Right, it's all it's your adjacent. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like the only thing to do. And my point is that this show gave me hardcore nostalgia for that time because this is the kind of stuff yeah. that they would put on. I would have 100%, so, 100% have watched this. I probably would have really liked this when I was a teenager. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that's what it is, is that it, it's like, it's kind of reassuring to see this in a more mainstream, like slightly more mainstream and be, get to be like, oh, that's cool. That's cool that like this shit is still happening. Right, that it still it's exists. Evolving. Yeah, it's that's yeah. that. Well, that's my issue is it's not really evolving much. No, it's evolving in like the types of characters, I guess. But you're right, is that this does feel like I would have watched this exact show. Like I watched, um, but just worse, worse animated. Right, not not as well animated. But like we twenty we, years ago, we brought up, um, you know, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, uh, which you know that guy created Invader Zim, and Invader Zim is one of the voices on this. Invader Zim is a show I watched when I was a teenager, and I can still go back and watch that show, and it's still like funny. You know right. what I mean? Uh, so I never watched Zim, and I really should. I think you probably would like it. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, especially the episode where the a guy who is straight up Mulder shows up. I think we talked about that on the, on Fox Mulder. Um, but anyway, it's. I think that's what I'm getting stuck on. Is it's still very much like the the jokes and the pre- and the execution of the premise still feel 20 years in the past to me. Right. Right, uh, everything right. else about the show is great. Like it looks great. I I, I can't. This is I've said it the, a thousand times, but it, it looks great. Yeah, this is definitely the like. I feel like an old timer with this is that if when someone showed me this show, I would say, "Oh, have you read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? Have you read I Feel Sick? Have you let read um, any of Vasquez's like Squee. work? Squee like because it feels like that would be the natural progression." Mm-hmm. To, to to like and it would be really like i'm i'm now that 30 year old named caleb at the goth club Mm -hmm. telling people talking down to people you know what i mean um and that that's what it is is like i yeah i feel like i'm an old hand at this so watching that watching this i'm like that's cute you should check out this stuff yeah Uh, but i don't know it's uh people i don't know it's very it's very safe cynicism for all this for, for, yeah for all of its blood and gore and and uh and f words and uh yeah naughty but like jokes, that's a, it's very it's safe a good, yeah but that's a good starting place right yeah for advanced cynicism that's true you know yeah i don't know it just if, it if just... this is beginner cynicism then it's like yeah get to advanced cynicism but again i feel i highly suspect if i go back and fucking read johnny the homicidal maniac it'll also feel safe in a lot of ways oh no it won't uh, <laughs> no it won't feel safe <laughs> <laughs> 
it, 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 you might you might not enjoy it as much as I you mean, did I remember, when you were I remember a lot of it. I remember him, you know, murdering people. Obviously, I remember him going to hell and mm-hmm. heaven. And I feel like hell and heaven was very edge lordy. Like it um, was very Brazil, which is an idea yeah. that Vasquez does in and the, and they they're doing it in this too. And in, in um in hell of a boss, it's the idea that, like you said, it for them it's just a job. Right, and I remember where I hell is like... God was a big in, fat guy on a floating chair. Yeah, who just was sleeping yeah, the whole time the and whole not time. paying attention. Yeah, it was very Brazil. Which, again, it was very that, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, but it's very Terry Gilliam after Terry Gilliam. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it felt very basic. I remember even at the time, I liked it, but I liked his version of hell, which was like, it's people like... I, I remember people in like loops, like insecurity loops. Mm-hmm. Or like just like anxiety loops, like just their own personal bullshit on a loop. Yeah, and uh, I'll say one thing that has aged well, and I'm not saying the whole comic hasn't aged well, but one thing that definitely did age well in in that in Vasquez's books is he does also poke fun at himself and poke fun at edge lordiness. Like, do you remember that that short one of the shorts in one of the books about the vampire? Yes. That's like the well, funniest fucking comic. But doesn't Johnny, isn't the idea is Johnny is still the hardest, right? It never pokes fun at Johnny as an edgelord. Johnny, yeah. It's usually the interstitial stuff. Yeah, because the idea, it's, well, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, let's, let's just talk about that for a while. Yeah. It's very much a commentary on goth culture because he targets goths because the idea is like goths are, they talk a big game. But they're not Johnny, who is just an actual murderer, right? That's the idea. Right, yes. And he's being haunted by both literal demonic forces and, like, his own. Like, a lot of... You can kind of tell a lot of Johnny's monologues are just Vasquez, like, kind of speaking about his own insecurities and stuff. Right. So it feels feels more genuine in a way that this cartoon doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, this cartoon I don't think is trying to be as personal as no, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. No, not at all. Not at all. That's true. They're very different. This cartoon is more like the Ren and Stimpy version of yes. that. Yeah, that is a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Where this cartoon looks, see, feels like it's not trying to say anything no. particularly deep. No. Um, it's just trying to have fun with this demographic. And I think it accomplishes that. Um, there's like, I have certain frustrations where I feel like the premise. They just, they could have had, I, I feel like they could have done more with the basic premise. Because the basic premise, I think, is great. It has potential, um, for sure. It's it's like, you know, I mean, like you just pointed out with Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, it is derivative. Like, we've been doing this for a while. But it still is a good, it's a premise that has a lot of fun potential, especially for a show like this. I mean, the essent- the idea of the, like, the opposite of an exorcist. Yeah, the the private detective in your office, um, but you are it's essentially Beetlejuice from the, Beetlejuice's yeah, perspective. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. that's kind of that's kind of what I wanted from this. And like I said, like it, it really like the thing that like uh, like took the wind out of the show's sails for me was the moment they took out a gun, and I was like, that seems that's weird. Like yeah, I that's, that's a weird. funny gag. But then that's all they're doing. That's weird. Um, it's, but it's not a gag at that point because we've already seen them whip out guns like 16 times before they right. show up at the family's house. So if it had just, ah, oh, that would have been really funny, actually. 
Well, yeah, had, like, it, that was the first thing. It, well, it's the, it's the joke in Wizards. Have you seen Ralph Bakshi's Wizards? No. Or the, the um, spoilers for Wizards, but like the end fight is between the good wizard and the bad wizard and they're brothers and, you know, the one brother's gone evil. And so the good brothers, fine, they're finally facing off. It's going to be this huge wizard fight. And he likes faith. He's facing his brother. He's like, okay, Black Wolf, I'm going to show you a trick that mom taught me when you weren't around. And he just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the face. Excellent. Excellent. So it's like, if it had been a gag like that, where they're like these, you know, hell demons, like with all of this right. boundless satanic power, just pulls out an AR 15 and shoots somebody, that would have been kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's just, they just that, use guns. It's just what they use. Right. It was, it was just very weird. Yeah. Um, it is a little. I think they should have had more fun with the horror tropes. Like, I think, I, I again, it's it's about, like, what we were expecting versus what they wanted to do. Well, I, did, like, I, I came I, into I think this with would... no expectations. I All of my expectations were based on what the show was telling me. Oh, I mean, like, expectations of, like, the first five minutes. Oh, for sure. Like, okay, what, yeah. what they're setting up. And they, for me, I was like, oh, I would love to watch horror tropes from the perspective of the monsters mm-hmm. who are just, uh, you know, doing business as usual. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just punching um, in for the day. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I don't know. I, I, I guess that I, I would have enjoyed that a little more um, because ultimately it felt like their purpose on earth, like their missions felt like they were just kind of like, um, any other cartoon it was just like get it let's get into scraps let's get into like fun and games here and like we're just here to kill this person i don't know i i think they could have been more creative with what they actually do yeah at the at the business and i think they should have chickened out mm-hmm. yeah i want to see some babies die yeah hell yeah always you know we're very pro babies getting eaten yeah we've on talked this about podcast. this we talk about it all the time yeah. <laughs> all the time you know this. Yeah. Everybody knows this. Um, all right. I, I mean, I, I got nothing more. Yeah. All right. Happy well, birthday, I guess. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy 12th birthday, uh, Scrappy. I hope I hope this was all right. Um, uh, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, th- th- thanks for listening. Thanks for being a listener. Uh, it, I don't know. It's t- 12 is probably not too young to hear our words, right? Um, no. No, it's not. No, it's I, not. I agree. I agree. It's yeah. not. What, what do we say? What do we say that's so bad? Honestly, nothing. I mean, you should play this for your baby in the womb, you know, like Beethoven. Oh, absolutely. They'll grow up to be very smart. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very smart. successful. Very yeah. successful babies. <laughs> Listen, we have a Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash gayfully unemployed. If you go on there for just $5 a month, you get access to all sorts of um, podcasts, exclusive podcasts, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Uh, there's also, um, ah, geez, there's, oh, we do stuff with the small beans. We do, um, hold on, let me think of it. Oh, my Star God. Trek The Spiel Next Boys. Futurama and Spiel Star Boys. Trek The Next Futurama. I said it, Tom. I said it. <laughs> for $10 a month, you watch movies with us. Every Friday night, we watch Cuffs. And gleaming the cube, boy, did back we. to back, yeah. So what that's the kind of stuff, yeah, that you can expect, yeah, from us. Yeah, <laughs> we also have a store. Head over to gameplayunemployed.com, where you can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. 
Yeah. Goofs. Yeah, baby. Mm. Yeah, baby. Mm, yes, babe. Yes, babe. <laughs> yes. <laughs>